Swain and Vin feel about that in barbecue. It is time for Attaboy here on the program. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. Their website, irisnetworksusa.com, where you will find business owners that you, for 90 days, you don't have to pay anything. You get high-quality, reliable fiber internet and voice, great customer service, a Tennessee business that loves to connect Tennessee businesses, and it's Iris Networks. Their website, again, irisnetworksusa.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Central Studio. Hope you are having a great Wednesday. Ben, what do you have for, for Attaboy today? I am giving Pal Gasol an Attaboy. Hall of Famer. That's right. Two-time NBA champion. Announced his retirement from basketball on Tuesday. This is an article on ESPN. He ended his career that lasted more than two decades and earned him two NBA titles and a world championship gold with Spain's national team. The 41-year-old had already announced his farewell from international basketball in August after Spain lost to the United States in the quarterfinals of the Tokyo Games, which marked his fifth Olympics. Uh, He had been with Spanish club Barcelona since February. His career had stalled before that because of a stress fracture in his left foot that lingered and kept him from playing for nearly two years. And Gasol said, Yesterday I'm going to retire from professional basketball. It's a difficult decision after so many years, but it's a decision that I really thought over. The retirement announcement was made in in an event at an opera house in Barcelona, attended by former teammates and family members, including Paul Gasol's wife, his young daughter, and his brother Mark. Gasol won two NBA titles with the Lakers in 2009 and 2010, playing a pivotal role in the back-to-back championships. Gasol averaged 17 points and 9.2 rebounds in 1,226 regular season games with five NBA teams, including the Memphis Grizzlies, Chicago Bulls, Spurs, Bucks and Lakers. He was the number three pick in the 2001 NBA draft, being selected by Atlanta and traded to Memphis. He last played in the NBA with the Bucks in 2019. He signed with the Trailblazers that year, but never got to play. And uh, he won a world championship title with Spain in 2006, in addition to European titles in 09, 2011, and 2015. And the Lakers are going to retire. Kyle Gasol's number 16. I thought that was surprising, quite honestly. I know he won two championships with the Lakers, but wasn't there a long time. Like, I I feel great about the Grizzlies retiring. Marcus Gasol and Tony Allen, Zebo and Mike Conley. And there's talk about whether the, the Grizzlies should retire Kyle Gasol's jersey number. And I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. So, I, like, even me feeling that way about Memphis, I was surprised the Lakers went ahead and said that they were going to retire Kyle Gasol's number. Yeah, when I was, um, I mean, when you when you think about the Celtics and the Lakers retiring jerseys, I mean, we're talking about like all time great greats. But Kobe said, "Man, they don't win those championships without Paul Gasol." Which I mean, Lakers don't win one of those championships without Robert Horry either. But they're not they're not retiring Robert Horry's <laughs> jersey number, but. I, mean, I think about Kobe, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaq, James Worthy, Jerry West. My goodness. And he throw in Paul Gasol in that conversation. 
Great career. Great career for sure. All right, let's go to the phones. And, um, I mean, my edible goes to, to Savelle Newton, man. I'm just so happy for him. Uh, you can just tell the, the weight uh, is now off his shoulders. And uh, you know, I, I knew that he was trying to transition to real life. And, uh, you know, I see that all the time from guys that I played with or guys that played after me and before me. I didn't know he got to the point where he had thought about taking his own life. I didn't know that. And um, I'm just so glad that he's in a position now where he can use that that darkness and shine light on others. And um, he can help others, man. So I'm just I'm just proud of him. Takes a lot of courage. Takes a lot of strength. And um, to put yourself out there, I'm just – just, just happy for him. So I'm giving him an attaboy uh, today, and he gonna need it anyways because Tennessee gonna whoop that ass on Saturday. So we always trash talk each other, always, man, always, always. I love it, man. It's 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 fun. I haven't been able to trash talk Dallas Baker the, the way I wanted to, former Florida receiver, but maybe 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 next year or Shockley. Now nah, I ain't been able to trash talk Shockley. It's been it's been a while. 2015 was the last time. So, hopefully I'll be able to do that again. You can trash talk Kari. I mean, that's more your homeboy. Oh, I've been letting him know. So, I mean, and I, I kind of, I, I don't even feel right trash talking a Vanderbilt player anyways. Because, like, the fact that you're even spending any energy to trash talk a Vanderbilt player is exactly what they want, and it makes it feel like they won. They shouldn't even be relevant. But I'm not going there. I'm going to the phones. Got some good phone callers. I'm going to Volstorm. Volstorm, good morning. You can't trash talk a Vanderbilt player. That's acknowledging their existence. Yeah, I'm just that's what I'm saying. So I just I I, I mean their damn fans don't even show up for the games. You you're right about that, man. I so I, I get on the three hour lunch every Friday. Uh it used to be Thursdays, but Thursdays are now booked because of high school football. So like I've been doing that for a couple years now, but like at the beginning I would get this one Vanny fan that would troll all the time. And he disappeared. He disappeared for a year or two. Well, this past Friday I was on, and the same guy trolled and tried to say something, like anchor down something. I saw it, and, like, before I responded with some little shade. But it, it wasn't even worth it, Fallstorm. It wasn't even worth my time to respond. They over here needing a – Field goal at the end of the game to beat UConn. It just it just wasn't worth my time. You are right, Vol Storm. And they barely even got into position to kick the field goal. <laughs> yeah, like it's just not worth it, man. It, it was it was awful. I only watched it because it was so sad. <laughs> I'm that, with it was you. like halftime of the LSU game or something. I don't remember. I'm with I'm with uh. Great interview with Savelle Newton. Uh, my favorite part of the interview had to be you kind of like pulling him aside and going, come on, Savelle, tell me the truth. Can't stand that chicken, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you can't stand it, can you? <laughs> I know, man. I know. I know it's annoying. Because, listen, like any normal person could say, 
that chicken is annoying as hell. Like, it's annoying. I don't care if you're a Carolina fan or not. Like, it's annoying. My gosh. It's a chicken crowing or a rooster or whatever it is. Look, there was one year that we tried the smoky howling over the PA, and that was annoying. Very annoying. That would be very so, annoying. Ha- having to hear that damn chicken, all it makes me want to do is go to Popeye's. <laughs> Augustus fried chicken. Get, get, yeah, get up, get my uh, my wings and thighs at Gus's. That's right. That's right. Hey, I ordered just wings last night. I didn't get wings and thighs at my normal go-to. Why are you slipping for? I just, I just, I just wanted wings, man. I just wanted wings. I didn't, I didn't want the thighs. I didn't want the thighs. I leave that to Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh God! I ain't got no sense. I'm sorry. I should have said that. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to get back down to Gus's next week since I'm back up and running. Let's let's do it. Um, let's do it. <laughs> Guys, one thing that I think is refreshing about this coaching staff is the fact that they're actually rewarding performance instead of just, well, we're worried about if this person's going to leave or, you know, we're worried about what this person thinks. It's if you ain't getting it done on the, getting the job done on the field, you ain't playing. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But hey, yeah, we had I, signs was, though, Volstorm. We had signs. Remember? Yeah, remember? but it, what what Gullish said really just—I mean—completely hit it out of the park. He did. He did. Like we we had signs though, like, and I know it's Tennessee fans. Somebody can go win a national championship somewhere else, come here, and not uh, be successful. You know, like a Dave Serrano type. Uh, I know, like, we have this feeling that, you know, we're just bad luck. But, like, there were signs because Josh Heupel has been successful offensively everywhere he has been, and he has been – he's the most qualified head coach that's come in with the most success since Johnny Majors. So, a little bit of it is surprise, but a little bit, a little bit of it is, hey, man, we kind of expected this from Josh Heupel because he's proven that he can do this. I think it's a surprise just because the last, especially the last two coaching regimes with Pruitt and Butch, it was, well, they may not be performing the best on the field, but they're the highest rated or so on and so forth, so I have to play them. No, you don't have to play them. Your job's win ball games. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that, that's why you're here, to win, win games. That's it. Ain't nobody going to care if you played a, a five-star that can't catch cold with uh, two hands. Don't matter. But uh, they're going to care what your win-loss record is. That's it. That's it. So, it's about fits, man. Uh, Sam Pittman's proven that it's about fits. Look at what he's doing in Arkansas. Um, and, yeah, they got beat by Georgia badly, but, man, it's a perfect fit. And you can just see the respect that a guy like Sam Pittman has. Look at look at the Arkansas-Georgia game after the game and all the Georgia players coming up showing him love. Uh, it's about it's about fits. And so far, Josh Heupel looks like he's the right fit for Tennessee. Uh, we just got to keep it going. Yep. Guys, before I go, I guess it's that time of the year where Ben has to go hide all this Yankee stuff in the closet. See you, boys! You got Kevin Hart shirt on today. First thing I saw. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know you picked it out last night. Mm-hmm. Baby, get the get the get the bin out. Get the bin. It's time to put these summer clothes away. Get that bin out. Take this blue shirt. Let me take this blue hat. Let me take this pinstripe shirt. This Yankees and put all this in the bin too. I don't need it. I won't need it for a couple months. <laughs> I got some white socks. I got white socks hat. You want to borrow it? When you learn five players on the team, I will. All right, let me Google that and get back to you. Let's get to uh, Dr. Vall. Dr. Vall, good morning. Good morning, guys. Ben, did you say that they are going to retire Powell's jersey? Uh, the Lakers are. That kind of shocks me, man. I mean, they've they've retired Shaqs and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, he's not Sorry, nowhere near in the same stratosphere. Yeah, it, it surprised me. Well, you know, you're, you're talking about the staff, man. I'll be honest with you, I kind of expect us to score a lot of points against Missouri, but the way our defense played, I mean, y'all feel, I, I don't want to say home run yet, but we kind of fell into Tim Banks because I, I don't think he was the first choice, but it's been a hell of a hire. He wasn't the first, he wasn't the second, he wasn't the third. Tennessee got a bunch of no's. You know, Tennessee had other people that wanted the job, but they 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 went with Tim Banks. And so far, man, it has been – it has been the best, the best fit. It has been great so far, and I, I keep, I keep saying so far, guys, because we are only halfway through the season in year one. So uh, remember the Butch Jones era. So so far, it's been, it's been great with Tim Banks. Yeah, and plus we hadn't played Georgia and Alabama, which I'm not going to judge anybody on this team. Uh, we were loving Pruitt after that Auburn performance, and after he pointed out to Sean Schamberger to go bless the quarterback. Before the play. Oh, yeah. The, he knows the plays. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Dissecting that Gus Malzahn offense. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I remember that. We had an SEC network analyst on this show last August talking about how he has faith in Jeremy Pruitt over anybody to call a defensive game or in, something like in that. Ga- In-game adjustments. Yeah, yeah in, like In-game defensive Best coaches. In the in-game uh, defensive coaching. Which, hey, listen, that's, that's – It's fair. That, that could be still true while – also being true that he just lost control. So, you know, if you lose control of your program, it doesn't matter how great you are X and O's wise, it's not going to, you know, show up on the field. So, Bruce, a great football coach, awful head coach and CEO. Y'all brought up Gus Malzahn. I mean, Central Florida's kind of fell apart too, hadn't they? I guess those people hating on Hopwell or uh, happy that he left Central Florida. you think they'd like to have him back? Well, they did lose their starting quarterback to injury. But... Yes, they would. They would. They thought they were – man, they thought they were upgrading. They thought they were like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> going from James Winston and Tom Brady. They thought they were really upgrading. Hypo would not have lost the Navy. That's right about that. He would have won with a backup nope. quarterback. Though Gus, Gus bust. Like well, guys, I'm going to get off here. Swain, I'm going to send you a recipe. I was looking up drinks last night uh, – Try out for the playoffs, and I found one called Sweet Carolina. It looks pretty good. I'll send it to you. Send it to me, man. Send it to me. Send it to me. That joke went right over your head, didn't it? <sighs> yep. The Red Sox song is Sweet Caroline. They play it at like the end of the eighth inning or something like that. But that's their like their their famous sing along song. Like you know how Florida sings "Don't Back Down." Nope. Going into the fourth quarter by John Petty. Nope. They don't pay attention to the floor. The Red does. Sox, <clears throat> Fenway's known for singing Sweet Caroline. I don't know when they do it, but it's like towards the end of the game. I think uh, 
into the eighth or something like that. They sing the whole stadium sings Sweet Caroline. Hmm. DR Vol found a, a drink for the playoffs called Sweet Caroline. When you asked me did the joke go over my head, did you notice I looked up? Try to find it? Nope. Looked up, I I looked up and I couldn't see it. I didn't find it at all. Who's next? Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Morning, guys. Good morning, individual. Terrible. I'm doing good, individual. Good to, good to hear from you guys. Yeah, Thanks Ben to sucks today. Sir? Ben sucks today. Yeah, he's been on the downer, ain't he? Yeah, because his Yankees got eliminated yesterday. Yeah. He's taking out yeah, his, well, his sadness on us. You know, I was going to ask you a question here, guys, about the – apparently we're going to score some, score some runs and uh, – uh, and get a lot of points up uh, to this offense. I think it's uh, depends on the, the team you play right now with talent we may have. I don't know yet. I'm excited to see what we do this week and the next week. So excited about that, by the way. Stay focused, but, Turkey uh, Man. Don't look ahead. I know. Well, I'm excited to. Because I'm excited to maybe get to see it. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. That's right. That's right. But uh, what I was uh, what I was wanting to ask here is how how do you continue running your offense without it looking like you're running up running it up on somebody when you reach a certain point? For instance, kicking a field goal are going for it, which way is considered running up on? Now, I was wondering about our our quarterback. I, I thought we'd maybe get uh, Milton in earlier because he's got he's second he's a second guy apparently, and and he really needs to work on what the long ball. Oh, he don't need to be working on the running because first time he. Rushed with it, we'd rushed all over the field, nobody stopped nothing. Rushing, but us throwing the long ball, would that can be considered running it up on them? Yep, and working offense. Yep, it could be considered running up on them. You know, I think about uh, Turkey Man. Thanks for the phone call. I thought, I thought, I think about uh, the Denver Broncos head coach this past weekend and Vic Fangio. The Ravens, instead of kneeling up multiple scores, they ran the football with Lamar Jackson off the left tackle, picked up five yards. And that allowed the Ravens, I think, to what rush the football for 100 yards. Something like that. And um, the Ravens were trying to tie the record for the most consecutive games with at least 100 yards. So... Vic Fangio. Not happy about it. He's not happy. He says, yeah, I kind of thought it was you know, BS. I expected it from them. Because I know how they operate. That's their mode of operation there. Player safety is secondary. So, like, he is getting torched yesterday on ESPN because you're down 16 points and you're still trying to, you're still trying to score, right? And the game is clearly over. You're not getting back into that game. So you're continuing to play. Why? Because 
you're trying to do right by your players. You don't want to just give up because that was sending the wrong message to your players. To just give up. You fight to the end, right? Well, the rushing record is something important to the Ravens players. And any good coach would know what's important to their players and have a pulse of the locker room. Harbaugh, being one of the best coaches in the NFL, knew that, understood that, and that is why instead of kneeling, he wanted these players to have something that will never be forgotten. That is a piece of the NFL record book. So he ran for five yards off tackle. It wasn't like they threw a bomb or anything or did a trick play. It was a weak running play, and, and like no one even tried. And this is after one of the Broncos' defensive linemen speared Lamar Jackson in the back well after the play was over. And a flag should have been called. So he's out here preaching player safety and and doing things the right way when when his own defensive lineman, after Lamar Jackson, it was either after the play was over or well after Lamar Jackson got rid of the football, defensive lineman runs up and like spears Lamar in the back. And like Lamar goes flying. Somehow a flag was not called. I don't understand the NFL, but whatever. Vic Fangio sounded ridiculous yesterday. You got Lyman spearing Lamar Jackson well after the play and has the nerve to call the Ravens out. And I hate the Ravens. I hate taking up for him. But Vic, Vic Fangio sounded ridiculous yesterday. So to answer Turkey Man's question, there's a fine line between doing what you do to benefit your players and serve your players while also practicing good sportsmanship. You can do both. You can do both. But it's a fine line. It really is. Swain event. We'll continue and return after this. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Hey there, Swain event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. 
He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time for for what? It's amazing we haven't ran out of these things. But Ben, what do you have for for what today? We are going back to the Urban Meyer well of for what's. Michael Silver, who works for Sports Illustrated, had an interesting thread that he tweeted out yesterday morning. His first tweet said that the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me, quote, he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. Michael Silver's next tweet 
this is a thread of, of five tweets. Uh, the second one, players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and a young woman getting cozy in that Ohio bar. Quote, he even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. Third tweet said, instead, Meyer only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was just sitting there dancing. Suffice it to say, his audience was highly skeptical. One player said, quote, we looked at him like WTF. Right when we, right when he left, everyone started dying laughing. And he knew it. Wow. The last one, one player said, quote, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function. It's just different. The NFL locker room is so different. It is so different. Players will uh, – they don't respect you. They're not going to play for you. Simple as that. And they're going to get paid anyways. They'll get paid more than you in a lot of cases. Uh, you can't just yell at them, kick them off the team, and, and bully them like you do college players. It is, it is different. And the moment that he tried to hire Doyle from Iowa – I knew that it wasn't going to work. I knew the players on that team would be like, yo, really? You really trying to hire this dude after being fired because of you know, racial <laughs> racial comments that he made? And then you tried to bring in Tim Tebow. I knew he would lose the respect. And now this only makes it worse. But Urban's response, talking about it's up to the team, captains. Not great. What? You, you you list off the, the bad things that have transpired. I've got a long list from Ari Mirov, who okay. tweeted this out. Hired Chris Doyle mm-hmm. as the team's director of sports performance. Doyle was accused of making racist comments mm-hmm. and belittling players during his time at Iowa. After heavy backlash, Doyle resigned from the Jaguars. He's the, He then signed Tim Tebow as a tight end. Drafted a running back in the first round despite already having James Robinson on the roster then openly admitted that he was hoping to draft Kadarius Toney with the pick that they used on Travis Etienne, told reporters that they cut players due to their vaccine status. NFLPA opened an investigation to those comments, had an open competition between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew, and then traded Minshew after Minshew took many valuable first-team reps with Lawrence. Traded away last year's number nine overall pick. The team's 0-4. Didn't travel with the team after the week four loss to Cincinnati. Viral video and photos emerge of him with a woman other than his wife. Last but not least, owner releases a statement that Meyer must, quote, regain our trust and respect. Urban is a slime ball. How do you... How do you have a coach that you don't trust or respect? Uh, they're they're about to not have a coach. Like how do you <laughs> that like, they don't? Like I know Urban messed up or whatever, but like as an owner, I couldn't have a coach for more than a minute after I didn't trust or didn't respect anymore. So like, how does that work? He's going to continue to be your coach, and you don't trust him, and you don't respect him? My goodness. Those are strong words from 
Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's strong, strong words. But, yeah, he gets another fourth today. He gets another fourth. He didn't realize when he made his comments yesterday that there was a second camera angle. And there was another video out there that showed him um, in a different light than what he explained. But he said the female was just dancing all over him. Nah, bro. That's not what happened. Herbs. Herbs, you was having a, a loosey-goosey time. Yeah, Do man. you think that USC could even hire him at this point? Who? Do you think that USC could or no. would even hire him at this point? No. Does Urban ever coach again after Jacksonville? I didn't think our browser would coach again, but he did. I didn't think Bobby Petrino would coach again. But he did, right? He'll end up at some D3. He'll end up at, like, UNA in Florence, Alabama. Go Lions. He'll, co- he'll be coaching again. There's some, there's some school that will be, that will be desperate. And listen, he's, he's a hell of a college coach. At one point, when Ohio State beat Alabama in the college football playoff, and the national championships were tied between him and Nick Saban. People were like questioning if Urban was a better college coach than Nick Saban. That was a conversation I remember. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number, and I want to encourage you, my Tennessee fam, to go check out alumni.utk.edu. Slash license plate. The official UT license plate is available uh, across Tennessee County Clerk locations and support scholarships for UT students. Very, very important here because a portion of your specialty plate fee will go to support student scholarships. $15 of the $35 annual specialty fee supports student scholarships. So talk to your county clerk or, again, visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. Let's get to the Irish Network's hotline. And Rush Probst was a coach, too. Rush Probst did coach, too. After, after he, he actually coached two or three more times after basically having two families. So... People will put aside their their values, and they'll point to, oh, well, we just give them a second chance. We believe in second chances. They're just basically hiding behind that to put winning ahead of everything else. Ain't the first time. Won't be the last time. All right, let's get to the phones, and we have Vol Spark in Nashville. Vol Spark, good morning. What's going on, boys? What's up? What's up? Everything. What's up, man? Good morning. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I'm still riding this high from uh, that big uh, shellacking of uh, Mizzou this past weekend. Ride it. Ride uh, it. But, uh, you know, the the best compliment to that was also just seeing Kiffin fall flat on his face. Uh, and so I hope that this fan base can finally put that behind him and fully support our coach because we got a damn good one. We got a good football coach. We got a good football coach. We just we we got we need him to go out there and recruit, and uh, we'll see if he's and able so, to do that. But he can he can coach. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, 
Uh, so I got a little game for you guys. Okay. All right. All right. Let's call it hypotheticals. Okay. Okay. I like that. Hi- that's good. So man. hypothetically, that's good. Uh, Are we to that? If we played, so if we play Pittsburgh this weekend, do you think that we win by two TDs? Yes. No. Completely agree. Completely no. agree. Not by two TDs. We should have won back in week two. I mean, to be honest with you. Ben says no to two touchdowns. Kenny Pickett's good, man. He don't want to hear that. Well, Kenny Pickett's good. He's having a great year. Yeah, but Tennessee has found their starting quarterback. Think about how many empty possessions we had with Joe Milton. So you have you have Hendon, who is right now playing his best football probably of his career, taking care of the football. You got explosive plays. Defense is playing well. Yeah, I, I would take Tennessee by two touchdowns today. I, I'd take Tennessee to win, not by two touchdowns. That's fair. That's fair. Not by, what, two, t- not what, by two tutties. What else you got there, Valspark? What other hype? At the- no, no, I was just saying uh, I was just saying I agree. I mean, we're finally cleaning up the things. You know, we, I guess we started the season, uh, you know, just having a lot of penalties and things like that. And so we, we really cleaned that up, um, you know, kind of. Uh, we witnessed that on Saturday, uh, as well as, you know, we just had other people step up, get questions on the O-line, um, and, you know, those guys have kind of grown up a little bit. Um, I am a little worried that, uh, you know, we're riding a little bit too high coming into this uh, South Carolina game, and it might be a little bit of a trap because South Carolina's D is legit. Um, worried about their O, uh, not, not too worried about their O, but um, but, you know, uh, we got to get our heads right before we walk in that game. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the fan base, the fan base is talking about Lane Kiffin in black jerseys, you know, and the game being on primetime. Um, but we won't, we won't know until Saturday how focused this team was this week and did they let the win against Mizzou pump their heads up to the point where they overlooked South Carolina. We won't know that until Saturday. Um, but for us, man, ride that high. Continue to ride that high as long as, as, long as you want to. Um, because it's been a long time since we've seen that type of offensive production, and fan fan base deserve it. But Carolina is a team that can beat you. You know, Kentucky was fiddle farting around with South Carolina and um, almost caught an L. They really did. Turned the football over a couple times. Carolina just could not do anything with it on offense. I mean, their offense looks dysfunctional. Um, and confused, and I can see why Savelle not a big fan of it. Um, their quarterback is not that great from the pocket throwing. The receivers ain't catching the ball. They deep at running back. Defensively, they can present some problems if you are not on top of your game. You miss blocks. They run some exotic blitzes, and you miss blocks. They can change the course of the football game with a with – a, turnover. So Carolina has always been good in the defensive backfield. They lead the conference in interceptions. They've, they continue to put guys in the lead. They had a first rounder last year in J.C. Horn. Um, Stephon Gilmore, who is a first round pick, he just got released by the, the, by, by the, by the, um, by the Patriots. But at one point he was considered the best corner in the league. So they're going to have good corners. They'll be better than Missouri's. So if we play clean, turnover free, Tennessee should win this game, but Carolina is capable of beating you if you're not if you're not if you're not ready to play. Thank you for the phone call. Hypotheticals, I like it. Matt, steal that. 
Yeah, we're going to steal that. We got we to gotta give credit to Vol Spark, though. I wonder if Vol Spark stole it for somebody else. Who knows? We should do a segment on here called Brick by Brick. Let's not. Uh, let's see who is next. Vol Nation. Vol Nation, good morning. Hey, family. How y'all doing, man? Man, wonderful. Wonderful. All right, all right. Having a great day myself. Uh, it's been just relaxing this week. I hadn't heard a lot from the Gamecock fans. They, uh, They've been kind of quiet, you know, and then, you know, listening to the Clemson station is, is interesting. Uh, they're talking about how good Coach Hype is and how great of a hire that was for Tennessee compared to maybe right now uh, Beamer Ball that's going on in South Carolina. Uh, they already got us winning like 31-10 to 10 or something against them this week talking about how Tennessee is on the rise. And at the same time, when I call in, they're eating a little bit of humble pie because most of them didn't think we were going to win but about three, maybe four games. And now, you know, they're kind of pushing that, that total up to maybe the six wins, or which is where I was at, six and seven wins, which I'm leaning more towards seven than anything else. But uh, I think you guys are right. I think, you know, playing Missouri last week, uh, having kind of a coming-out party, watching the culmination of all that hard work actually uh, being presented to us on tape, on film, in the stadium, on the road, where people could actually turn on the television and say, like, wow, look at what Tennessee just did, 62 points, and, and holding the opponent defensively to less than 100 yards rushing. I mean, that's, that's tangible, something we can visibly see and touch and be like, wow, that's amazing. And I think coming into this game this week, if we can go and replicate that, you know, we don't have to score 62 points. I mean, we can, you know what I'm saying? But being able to go out there and pretty much dominate this game and go out there and execute and not hurt ourselves, once again, it's a building block. I think it's a cornerstone game, a turning point in the program where now they can look at what they're doing and say, we can go out here and compete with anybody as long as we don't beat ourselves. And if we can do that, when I'm looking at the schedule, like I said, beating USC, beating South Alabama, beating Vandy, potentially beating Kentucky, which I believe we can do, all of a sudden you got seven wins. But I'm just throwing something out there. Ole Miss. If we can beat, win this weekend with confidence and go into that Ole Miss game and somehow pull out a victory, you mentioned eight and four earlier. That eight and four mark would be something that potentially we can get. And that would be an amazing first year season for Coach Hype to go eight and four in the SEC in his first year with all the injuries and the deficit that we have as far as, you know, people on our roster and things of that nature. And people seeing that he has turned his program around is going to impact recruiting. And like you said, by being hopefully, like I said, they'll just take the million dollars that we didn't put out and trying to put out this forest fire pertaining to uh, these allegations or, or whatever that we got going on. And then, you know, the loss of all the players, removing of all the coaches, maybe they can look at that and say, that's enough and let that go. We go to a bowl game this year, win that bowl game, end up nine and four or whatever. That's a great season. That is a great season for Tennessee and potentially, like I said, a launching point into year two, which I'm very excited about. So I want to get you guys' opinion on that. And, uh, Appreciate you guys so much. You guys do such an excellent job. All the guests that you bring in, 
uh, and the people that you're connected to and the, uh, and the information that we get from you guys is top notch. And I really appreciate your time, your effort, your energy, and your commitment uh, to begin to bring stuff in for us so we can be kept in the loop uh, by people in the know like yourself. So appreciate y'all, man. Hey, thank you, Vol Nation, man. You're the, you're the real hero, my brother. You're in the medical field, healthcare right now. So, man, just thank you. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time and calling in. Uh, still making the Swain event part of your, your daily routine and uh, in this time. Um, so my response to what Vol Nation had to say? Come on, man. You already know what my response is, Ben. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. All right. Nine and four. Nine and four. Did Vol Nation say nine and four potentially? With a win at the bowl, that's that's only losing to Alabama and Georgia for the rest of the season. Woo! And that would be that would be coach of the year material and a a prayer from from the Lord to be in that position. But I do like that we have a coaching staff that we can see. Doing more with less. And it's a possibility. Like it's a possibility. When you have good coaching, when you you see the development, it's possible. Let's get to uh, Casey, who's calling in from South Carolina. Casey, good morning. Morning. Hey, Casey. Hey. Listen, Vol Nation needs to get it together. I need them to focus. And really um, just go after all Gamecock fans for me. We have got to win this game. We have to focus on the Gamecocks and not Lane Kiffin. Although I do like the Black Uni idea, but we need to focus on the Gamecocks. It's a noon game. I need to get through it so my Saturday's complete and I can fly my flag high in Charleston, South Carolina. Is, is this the Casey who I think it is? It is. Casey, it's, not- the, well, it's the female Casey. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Uh, how, how are those beautiful kids? Oh, man. They're um, up all night, and, you know, it's just survive every day when I'm finally asleep. Yeah, I, I understand. So I, I got to call y'all real quick before he wakes up. Well, no, look, they're, they're great. They're sweethearts. We're very, very blessed. We're so happy for you. and We got to get this win for you. No doubt about it. Yes, you do. We got to get this and, win. And uh, for Vol Nation. We, for sure. I think Vol Nation gets caught up more with Clemson fans, but... We oh, gotta, that's in my family. I've got to just rub it in my family's face. I mean, it's I've got Clemson. I've got Gamecock fans. Oh, you know. we got to get it. It's, it's tough down here. So, we gotta if, get if it. Tennessee can win and have that beautiful offense like they did against Missouri, I can even go after some Clemson friends. Let's do it. Let's do it, Casey. <laughs> hey, thanks for um, getting me through maternity leave. Y'all are the best. I love the callers. They are hilarious. Y'all, y'all do a great job. Even my husband, the dog fan, listens to y'all. Oh, that's great. It's, that's great. It, it, uh, he loves it. He loves it. Well, we appreciate you. And I told Vol Nation this. I tell you, just thank you for, you know, continuing to be a hero in your dedication in healthcare field. I know it's crazy right now. I won't get into that. It's but a little nuts. It's but a little we'll nuts. We'll get through it, hopefully. Yeah, but I just. Hopefully I, we'll get through it. Yeah, I, I just I appreciate you. So thank you so much. And oh, you're so uh, sweet. Call, thank you for calling and supporting the show for as long as you have. So. Ben, sorry you lost last night. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry about your L. 
It's all good. I'm used Hopefully to it. Hopefully you won't feel that way Sunday morning. Hopefully Sunday, not. A Saturday afternoon, I should say. Hopefully not. I, I think we'll, we'll all feel good on Saturday evening. That's true. That Man, gosh, I hope so. I can't take it. That's the <laughs> one team that we need to beat. Well, there's multiple teams we need to beat, but that's, that's the one for this year. For this sure. coaching staff's pretty likable. They are. They they, they're it. very likable. We'll see what they do, but um, of course they've got what 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 do we give people three years? Is that what we give everybody, <laughs> and then we start over. That's right. So yeah, we'll that's, see. That's been the theme. That's been the theme. So let's get this win for you, Casey. <laughs> All right, y'all take care. Go balls. Thank you. Thank you so much. We got Casey calling in during the game week. We know it's important to her, and she's been listening in the background for so long, supporting us for so long, and um, I remember when. Her first a child was born, her daughter. We even got the Swain event, got a um, a notice in the mail. And um, that just shows you how uh, much of a family we are here at the Swain event. So um, we got to get this win for you, Casey. I think we will. I think we will. And I apologize, Casey. We haven't been treating this game like it's, Pittsburgh or the first game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Casey can sense us as fans not being focused. So she wants to get us in check. I will tell Casey we're not playing, but I get what you're saying. We can't be losing to South Carolina, losing that momentum that we created for ourselves last week. Can't do it. But I think these players will be focused. They'll be locked in. These coaches will not allow them to overlook and I feel actually better that we playing at noon. Coming off a big-time win against Mizzou, where you could be feeling yourself, reading your own press clippings, it's good to play at noon for this team because they practice early in the morning. So you're up and you're in football mode, just like you have been all fall camp, all season long. So I like the fact that this game is at noon rather than at night. So we got you, Casey. Well, they got you. We're just going to be cheering. I'll be cheering at the game. What black Tennessee shirt should I wear, Ben? Do you have a black Tennessee shirt? Oh, I got plenty of black Tennessee shirts. I got plenty. I got to figure out what black shirt I'm going to wear. How come? You know, I want to match. I want to match the team. I want to match what they, what they got, got, what they got, got on, uh, going on. going to wear a white hat with it? Nah, nah. Nah, I don't even think I own a white hat. I own a white socks hat, but I don't think I own a white Tennessee hat. I, uh, I wear my black my black shirt. A couple of years so ago, I, I got a really cool white Tennessee hat from Alumni Hall that says Rocky Top. Got the Nike swoosh. Pretty fly, if I do say so myself. You always fly, man. I know. I always fly when you do laundry. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Gene, Gene, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Jay? Man, wonderful, Gene. I hope you are, too. My wife, my, my wife is still envious of our trip to Dead End. But you brought her back food, though, so she should be okay. I did, I did. She was good with that. Yeah, at least she got some food. I had Dead End for dinner last night. Still great. Damn, uh, I know that. You know, I'm envious because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an hour and a half away. I could have uh, sent you some down. Well, you know, uh, I'll give you the address. <laughs> oh, Jason's trying to uh, 
tried to rope Kate in last night, and Kate's playing the uh, the Sergeant Schultz routine. What about those black jerseys? I know nothing. I know nothing. I was not trying to rope him in. I just wanted to know that if offensive linemen care about how they look like skill position players. I did not want to get him in trouble, put him in that position. That's why I prefaced my question. That's why you're such a great instigator. You instigate without even knowing. No, no. I told him I'm not trying to do that. So he wouldn't say anything if he knew anything. I didn't know if he knew anything. So I was trying to protect him, which is what that a good – That story about Ollie and the wristbands got me cracked up too. Uh, what would you say about the uh, – you said Ollie Lane's wrist, wristbands? The story about the, about oh, the wristbands. yeah, that had me weak right like there. The, like the band that goes around the meat. Oh, man, like Port Loin, oh, that had me weak right there. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Well, all the South Carolina people in the Clemson, they're getting all upset with Devil Sweeney, but he's just a man of his word. He said if they ever paid players, he'd stop coaching. Well, he kept his word. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's not coaching or recruiting right now, it seems. <laughs> anyway – I just wanted to say, hey, y'all have a fabulous day. Thank you, Gene. You have a fabulous day as well. Who else we got there? Nobody. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Turkey Man called back in and asked how Tennessee trained Smokey to get rowdy the way that he does when Tennessee scores touchdowns after the last two years of no offense. Turkey Man, how are we supposed to know that? Who knows? Who knows? I do have a question that maybe no one knows. No, I think – did our cheerleaders go to the game? Our male cheerleaders, don't they do push-ups for every point they scored? I was not there, so I don't know. Don't know if the cheerleaders were at the game. I to- especially don't know if the male cheerleaders were there. They're supposed to do push-ups for every point they scored. I remember that being the case at a home game. They still do that. I just don't know if they went to Missouri. I would imagine they did. Maybe. But, again, I wasn't paying attention to the cheerleaders and definitely not the male ones. They walk around looking like Buff Bagwell. That 66-point outing, 62-point outing, should have been 70-plus. Should have been. But we'll get it against Vanderbilt here in a couple of weeks. Uh, low T Center. Offering monitor self inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitor measures, such, such as um, a pressure monitoring cuff. Go to lowtcenter.com for more details. Uh, self inject at home testosterone treatments are only $155 a month for self pay and also covered by most health insurance. So if you're feeling tired, you're feeling grumpy, you've noticed weight gain, Loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone level, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. So, men, do not ignore the symptoms. Do not ignore the signs. Go to the Low T Center and get your numbers, get your levels checked, so that way you know exactly what course of action you need to take. Man, Ben, this show's over already? Like tomorrow is like the day when you, it really feels like okay, game day is game day is here. It is here here. So tomorrow's gonna be a good one. Thank you to Savelle Newton for joining us. I really, really enjoyed that. That segment was 30 minutes. It felt like it was five. So thank you to Savelle Newton. Uh, it's been cool to see the interaction between Savelle and our fans since the interview. 
uh, Inky connected those guys. And so look forward to you know, Inky and Savelle connecting and um, continuing to add value in the lives of others. That's what it's all about. So, uh, Ben, I got some chicken noodle soup here in the pantry. Thankfully, I uh, already have chicken noodle soup, so I'm going to go home and be depressed the rest of the day. Okay. I got your extra can in, in, in the cupboard here uh, for your Yankees and just just cheer for the White Sox. It's all good. I'm going to I'm gonna go watch Tennessee baseball scrimmage at 3.30, watch some of these young guns who are the real deal swing the bat. That'll, that'll pull some joy into my life. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous, man. That's how I like love. These youngsters that, that Tony Vitello has coming in this year, Real deal. Every time I turn around, it's somebody committing to Tennessee. Yeah, part of that's just simply baseball. Man, everybody's committing to Tennessee. Everybody. For Ben McKee and Jason Swain, we hope you have a great day. Swain Events, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out. Have a good one.